Welcome to Epiphany with Tiffany, a podcast that explores the deeper meaning behind the clothes you wear and items you own and how to work with the energy of the cosmos to make powerful shifts in your life, home, and wardrobe. I'm your host, Tiffany. I'm a holistic life and style coach and personal stylist with a deep love for fashion and a firm believer of the life-changing power of energetics. Tune in each week for an illuminating discussion designed to shift your frequency and connect your environment to your soul. This is a Soul Fire production. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for coming back for another episode of the Epiphany with Tiffany podcast. Today's episode features a business mindset manifestation and energetics coach, Kristen Cipriano. Kristen is a business wealth and success trauma healer and manifestation coach who helps emerging and established leaders end self-sabotaging cycles by getting to the root cause. She combines somatic trauma healing, subtle energy work, and subconscious mind reprogramming techniques to offer a holistic and powerful approach to moving through the many challenges CEOs and small business owners face. It was a really lovely chat with Kristen. I had actually never connected with her before, but we are so like-minded because we really both see a lot of the influence in the world, in our businesses and our personal lives revolving around energetics, energetic exchanges, and also really around mindset work, the way that we have these self-sabotaging patterns and behaviors that sometimes we aren't even aware we're doing, guilty over here all the time of that, that are really holding us back from showing up in our life the way that we really truly desire. When we do a lot of work around visioning what your ideal life is, your ideal career, your ideal partnership, you can really get into this dreamy space where all of the restrictions that in our day-to-day life we put on ourselves melt away. And you can really see your higher self trying to activate where it can go and where it truly wants to go and, and live and breathe. And then when we try to walk towards those visions, oftentimes we are smacked down quickly in reality with just how challenging it is to break patterns and habits and behaviors that we've been carrying with us our entire lives. A lot of times it's even deeper than that, generational, and it can prevent us from ever really linking up with our higher vision, our higher timeline, our higher self's desires. And that can feel really discouraging and frustrating. And what I really appreciate about Kristen's work as a business manifestation and energetics coach is that she really looks at this deep with her clients and her containers, helping them to move past blocks that are preventing them from growing in their business. One thing that I really didn't realize was going to be such a thing when I left the corporate marketing world behind and went down my own path and went back to school and decided to start my own business and be a coach and and work as a stylist, as an astrologer. I didn't realize how much of my patterning and stuff that used to get me in the workplace, places where I couldn't grow the way I wanted to in the workplace, even though I did have quite a bit of success in my marketing career, the same things were holding me back in my business. And then when I was looking at 
you know, my dating life and and places where I wish I had been with my dating, the same kind of pattern or general theme kept coming up over and over again. It was pretty wild. And, you know, the first year within my new business, Epiphany with Tiffany, I was noticing where I was just self-sabotaging success. It was almost like I was uncomfortable of holding what it meant to be successful, grow a business, grow a income revenue stream that is higher than what I had made as a successful marketing person working for corporate companies. It was a really hard mindset shift for me to believe in and to really believe in myself and break past my patterns. And working with my own business coach, it really, really helped me shift some of those narratives and just dig deeper into the body the subconscious beliefs and the energetics component. That was what moved the needle. None of the thinking or strategizing or just kind of follow this high level plan the way we're really taught to approach businesses from a strategic standpoint. Like, yes, there's a time and a place for that. And those things are important. But if you're only relying on that and you're not looking at the way in which you block yourself, the way in which you have these own ingrained patterns that are holding you back from achieving where you really are trying to go in your business, you are going to run up against these issues time and time again. So Kristen and I dig into all of that juicy stuff in this episode. She gives so many helpful tips and tricks for how she works with this with clients and in her own life. I was learning so much from her that I am going to apply and have been applying into my own daily routine I especially want to call out something she was saying about putting intention into everything, taking a pause to set an energetic intention and frequency in a positive way towards the things that every little thing you're doing, whether it's sending an email, writing a social media post, showing up to record a podcast, whatever it is, we can just take a moment to pause before jumping from one thing to the next. It can really make a difference not only in how we are able to achieve the task, but also how it's received on the other side, because there really is going to be that higher frequency receiving of the energy that is put into that when it's felt through the heart and the breath, rather than just through like checking off a to-do list item and not even thinking about what it sounds or feels like underneath. I really enjoyed this conversation with Kristen and She gave me a beautiful gift, which I'm so excited to share with all of you. 2021, she did a money trauma virtual retreat. And she has a recording of that because we don't get into it much in this episode, but money blocks being a really huge problem in all of our lives. It doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur, small business owner or not. All of us, I believe, have some money blocks in our lives that we are constantly combating. Moneytraumacourse.com is the website. If you use offer code Tiffany, T-I-F-F-A-N-Y, you will receive 90% off her Money Trauma Virtual Retreat recording. So without further ado, I'm going to cut to my conversation with Kristen Cipriano. Kristen, hello. Hi, thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. Welcome to the podcast. So happy to have you on. I think that I really like what you're up to. You're a business energetics coach. You're into manifestation. So many things that are of my vibe. I'm not a business coach, but I I definitely use 
manifestation techniques and energetics in not only my business, but my life in general, I'm obsessed with. Can you tell us a little bit about a daily practice or ways that you integrate your own practices you use with clients in your daily routine to start with? Well, I think for me, the biggest thing I've learned with manifestation is it really matters where we're moving from, right? So like what state of being are we manifesting from? And so for me, a great daily practice is simply getting into the energy or the space or the awareness of the person who has exactly what I want, right? And for me, that's always my most unconditionally loving self, my most empowered self, my most expansive self. And so what I often do in the mornings is I'll think of something that I'm wanting to call into my business or my life. And I'll write down the emotions that I'll feel when it comes into manifestation, when it comes into my physical reality. And then I'll drop into my body and I'll shift into that infinite awareness space where our thoughts are a little further away. And we're more in tune with the stillness. And then I'll imagine the reality coming true and I'll feel the very natural uplifting emotions that come from that. I think that's beautiful. And I have to say, I'm actually a little stressed out this morning and just hearing your voice and guiding through that as an example, I'm already feeling calmer myself. So I can see how powerful your work is already. But I totally agree with you in that when I see kind of breakthroughs I've had in my own life and with clients, it's been when you take that step back to visualize the possibilities beyond your current reality and whatever that looks like for you or whatever you're calling in. And if we can like see it to believe it with people that are around us or that we can um, watch mindfully um, or just see ourselves in a future state, experiencing it and all of the different tangible things. What does it smell like? What does it feel like? What does it look yeah. like? It can actually change our brain of like, oh, maybe it is possible. And those little shifts, if you practice them over and over again, repetitively, like in a daily practice or ritual can be the work that actually makes the changes become your reality. So it, it really is a powerful practice and totally makes sense that you would integrate that into your daily routine. Yeah. I was actually listening to your episode about how you manifested your dream apartment earlier today. And like, I'm sitting in my dream apartment that I manifested oh my a couple God. months ago. Yes. Um, and you know, for me it's, and this is something we may get into throughout the show, but it's always been easier to manifest things that actually do feel like I don't have any control over, right? So like finding an apartment in a really hot real estate market like Miami, like it's really easy to see that I don't have control over that situation, right? So I'm so it's so much easier for me to surrender to the process. I tend to feel with things that are we do have like a little more tangible access to like business and money, those areas of life can be harder to manifest in simply because we think we have more control than we actually do. And so we can kind of get into this state of not being able to lean back into that surrendered place where we can keep working toward the vision without adding all this pressure to it. And I think that's something that's always interesting when I look at different areas of life where I manifest personally. Yes, I think that's such a good point. And it, it is seems like the 
physical things can be a good place to start to like work on your manifestation muscle, but bringing that into bigger things like love or business or your income, like it can feel like so out of reach, especially in the beginning. So I completely agree (laughs) with you there. And I think I'm still constantly trying to figure out how to manifest some of these things in my own life. So I would love to hear more about your work as a business coach, because your whole deal is helping people break through income ceilings and bring in the wealth and success in their business and and just designing the life and business life that they desire with working in the world and as clients. How did that come to be for you? And can you tell us a little bit about what led you to the work that you do today? Yeah. So I was actually kind of having this conversation with my own mentor earlier today how, you know, when I started my business, and I think a lot of us are this way, we have like this huge, massive vision that lights us up so big and gets us so freaking excited to start this journey, which it's, it's a crazy journey, entrepreneurship, as I'm sure you know. And so we, we like enter into business with this really intense excitement and hope and possibilities and potentiality. And then we actually get into the nitty gritty of business. And once you're in it, that's when things like, oh, I have to make my own money every freaking month starts to really like become a very real reality. Right. And so the pressure of making your own money, the pressure of doing it consistently, the pressure of being the creative, the pressure of being the CEO and the visionary. When you're in kind of like this middle stage of your business, sometimes that can trigger inner child parts of you or your trauma. And so then you're in your business and that old excitement that got you into business kind of starts to fade away. And you notice that you're feeling stress or pressure or maybe even like a lack of creativity or a lack of inspiration. And that's the point where I really help my business clients. I help them move through some of that trauma that's maybe come up because of business, because it is a really stressful path we choose, right? It's unstable. It's, you know, and, and of course there's belief systems we can cultivate around business, but when you're in the reality of it, it can bring up so much of that emotional stress that maybe you never really looked at. And so I meet business owners, CEOs, leaders, when they're in kind of that in-between stage where the reality of growing a business is sinking in and maybe that original excitement and inspiration is fading away and they're feeling stuck. And they know that they need to get back to that passion and that excitement and that openness to the possibilities to keep growing, but they're coming up against all of the stress and emotion. And so as we move through the emotions, the trauma, the things that are holding them back and keeping them stuck, they return back to that space that they entered business with, which is this excitement and this passion, which ultimately we know with manifestation leads to the best results when we can truly be in the positive feelings authentically, right? Like when we can really hold ourselves in the the excitement and the passion and the joy for what we want to create, then the sky truly is the limit, right? So I, I do that work to bridge the gap between the reality and the infinite. Mm, Well, and I think the riding the different waves that come up. I mean, when, when I decided to start a business, I 
had always wanted to do it since I was a young child. So it wasn't something that I just thought of one day and like decided to do. It was like something I wanted forever. And it finally was like the opportunity where, okay, if I'm going to do it now, this like is the timing to try it. But like, to your point, when I started getting in there, I was so excited. I had all these ideas. I I had this like vision of what it was going to be like and experiencing it and, and just being a business owner entrepreneur, solopreneur, I guess is the term where you're just doing everything by yourself. Mm-hmm. I found myself getting burned out so quickly. And I was so frustrated with myself over that. I was like trying to beat myself into submission and just like push those feelings aside and continue going down the path anyways and breaking through. And, and this is how I have to stay in my, you know, my highest self, highest self, but that pressure actually also adds to it. And, and I was noticing a lot of the self-sabotaging behaviors that tend to creep up in my life in general and relationships and love, it was like creeping into my business as well. And it was like this mirror, this like reflection of like, oh, this is like, not just about my business. This is just about how I am wired and how I operate in the world based on past experiences, conditioning pressures that I put on myself, society puts on us, et cetera. And I think one thing that really helped me was connecting with all of those icky, uncomfortable feelings authentically, rather than just skipping over them and trying to force myself to just keep going. I was like, I'm pretty sure all of these feelings are coming up as an opportunity for me to address them. And what I didn't realize and becoming a business owner, and I'm curious your take on this, is that it's provided me a whole new level of healing for my overall sense of being through past trauma and experiences that I've carried for my whole life through having this business, no matter what ends up happening with the business, it's been like one of the most powerful healing modalities for me. Absolutely. I mean, I couldn't agree more. I I feel like you're sharing my own story back to me. You know, the funny thing about my business is I started out as like a marketing strategist in my business. And then 2020 hit. And as we all know, 2020 was a colossal year of chaos and pandemic and everything going on. And For me, in that moment, when lockdown hit, I just started noticing all the uncomfortable emotions you're describing coming up around my business. And for me, I started to realize that there was all this trauma from you know childhood and also my college years with relationships that I was now bringing into my business. And so, you know, the the relationship I had, for example, with my audience, there was a lot of sense of like mistrust and betrayal and um, like this fear that they wouldn't really get me. And when I thought back, I was like, wow, that's actually coming from that time in high school when, you know, five of my friends decided overnight they were going to abandon me and not be my friend anymore. And so absolutely, my business became a healing modality so much so that before I wasn't even spiritual. Like I I was agnostic, but I didn't really believe in anything. And then my business became like this massive spiritual awakening and healing vortex so much so that I just had to shift and start helping other people through this stuff. Because I do think it's, it's not uncommon that once you start something like a business, which requires your best self to show up for it to truly you know, reach the level of success that so many of us want in terms of both income and impact, you got to work through the stuff that's been swept under the rug. You simply cannot avoid it. 
you can try, but then you're going to get to your seven figure or multi seven figure, however big your business is. And you're going to look at your life and you're going to recognize I'm really burnt out. My relationships with my family are not what I want them to be. I'm not prioritizing myself. I'm not loving myself. I'm exhausted. And I hit that breaking point pretty early on. I hit it at around, you know, six figures and had to go into my healing in through the process to be able to reemerge and keep growing from there. And we do actually have similar backgrounds because I come from a marketing background and career as well. And my own life experiences is what shaped the work that I do. So I get that part of your story resonates. But as far as like when you hit these moments of rock bottom in your business or burnout, I should say, where you're you're just kind of like, okay, I have to get back in there and, and and look at some of this stuff. Can you give us like a way that you help clients with this? Peel back the layers of all, all these things that are standing in our own way and impacting our businesses and how we can nourish the business to, to really you know revitalize it, bring it back to life, or to even maybe even peacefully accept that it's not the right aligned thing to be doing. I would imagine that might come up sometimes as well. Can you share a little insights around what exactly you do with clients to help them peel back these layers and and what comes up? Like what's a pattern that you see repeatedly with clients? I think the first thing that has to happen is stillness. And I think we're in, in this current society, we're really afraid of stillness. And I think that was my biggest teacher during the pandemic was sometimes you can't keep pushing yourself forward as much as you want to, sometimes you have to take a step back, get still and notice what's happening. And I really guide clients back to their body, right? So you talked about the emotions. So I guide clients back to their body and I have them notice, okay, what are you feeling when you think about selling? What are you feeling when you think about money? What are you feeling when you think about dreaming bigger and you know 10xing your business and we look at what's happening in the body and sometimes that's hiding from us right so sometimes we're saying oh i feel really excited but our body's actually really fearful and what i've noticed with myself and with a lot of my clients is we tend to be actually more afraid of success than we are of failure a hundred percent agree with that. Which is kind of like the, you know, mind F, right? I don't know if I can curse on this podcast, oh, but feel free. <laughs> Let it flow, baby. Yeah. So that's kind of the mind fuck, right? Because you think you're afraid of failure, right? And you think you're protecting yourself from failure. But for me, I would say 90% of the time, my edge is I'm afraid to go bigger. I'm afraid to have more success. I'm afraid to be seen at that bigger level. I'm afraid to receive that much money. I'm afraid to, you know, be on stage with these types of people. I'm afraid to have my name at this level of, you know, notoriety or awareness, right? So for me and for a lot of my clients, the bigger fear is often of success and not of failure. And so we have to find that stillness. And we have to look at what's going on in the body. And you know, I think it depends on where you're at in business, what you're currently moving through. But I would say if there's something where you feel like you're stuck, 
this is a good like indicator for you. If you're like, oh, I'm stuck. I'm stuck with my sales or I'm stuck at this income ceiling or I'm stuck at my audience. Like my audience isn't growing bigger or I'm stuck at my creativity. Like I feel like my creativity is stuck. Get still. Meditate on whatever that is or journal if you're not a meditator. You know, ask yourself, what do I feel when I think about this? And you may have to sit with it for five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes to really get to the true feelings deep within your body. And for me, I was actually dissociated from a lot of my emotions. So it took me, you know, several layers of healing for me to even know what I was feeling, which is, you know, also the case with trauma. So if you, if you don't feel your feelings right away, that's okay. And know that there may be some, some dissociation there and that's not a good or bad thing. It's just a thing to know. But once you start to look at your feelings, then you can kind of ask yourself and sit with it and explore, okay, when else, when else have I felt this way? And for me, I'll use an example from earlier today. So I was sitting with some resentment, right? I had some resentment showing up in my body. And it was about a certain aspect of my business that I'm wanting to grow that I've been stuck at, right? And so I looked at that and I looked at the resentment and I felt it. And I was like, okay, when, when else did I feel this way? And it took me back to college when I was cheated on. And when the, the person ended up choosing the other woman. And I was like, oh, okay, let me grieve this again, right? <laughs> Let me grieve this. Let me forgive this person. Let me forgive that person. Let me release this. And then as you move through those emotions, which may have absolutely nothing to do with your business, mine almost never have anything to do with my actual business. They're always coming from a different area of my life, right? Then you have this spaciousness and this clarity and this freedom to either figure out what your next step is, if it's an action step, or to at least surrender the outcome, right? And for me and a lot of my clients, surrendering the outcome is a big part of this emotional work and this trauma work because a lack of control can make you feel really unsafe. Mm. Like how many of you listening to this are a control freak in your business, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, I'll just go ahead and wave my hand, take one for the team because I mean... Everything you're saying is I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Because it's it's really like, first of all, I think the mind-body connection is often overlooked. And I think it's so valuable whether you're trying to get better in tune with, you know, your relationships or with your business. Like it can, it can really translate to all the areas, but we often are, you know, in the mind so much and we're not doing also the tune-in work and the pausing work to really feel what's coming up. Cause that's like such another big, you know, if you're like an investigator, that's like one of the big clues that can like clue you in to like what is going on. But then I think tracing it to when else did I feel this? I love that you, you go there with clients. It's never about the business, almost always never. I mean, maybe like 1%, but it's like, it's usually in a, a very similar re-story of something that happened in our past that is playing out in the similar way. And so if you can just know that, it's almost like another opportunity to heal. It's another opportunity to just find a little bit of freedom within yourself of like, oh, well, no wonder I can find some compassion now of like why I'm getting so wired up over this. But also, I mean, I think that 
what can really happen, I guess, for me in my own personal experience is when, when I am feeling maybe unmotivated or don't know what's going on in my business, or I know I need to make a change, but I don't know what it is. I usually do know what it is. And I'm kind of in this state of like, I'm scared to admit it. I'm scared to say it out loud. I'm scared to write it down. I'm scared to do something about it because I think it it really is. It's like that comfortable way of being where you can get stuck in this narrative where you're doing the same things. They're not working, but that habit, that pattern is way more comfortable than going outside and being like, well, this is the thing I haven't tried. This is the thing that's coming up that I'm ignoring. I don't actually fucking know what's going to happen. If I do those things, it probably will take me down a different path. I'm too scared to find out. So I'm going to just keep shoving it down, shoving it down, shoving it down. And that can add to that like anxiety and, and the ways we beat ourselves up and like all of these things. And so I had to really realize that like, okay, I need to actually say the things I'm scared to say to myself. I need to write the things I'm scared to write to myself. I need to admit that I'm actually scared of, being successful. Like that was actually a hard thing to even just write down and say. And so I think that that, I would imagine that comes up with a lot of your business clients, because I think we're not used to feeling success like that on our own or feeling like we can go after something and work for something. And what if it works out? What if nothing does happen? That's really trauma or bad or scary from that's the opposite of our previous experience. What if we can see the growth that can almost be scarier to hold space for? I completely agree. I mean, our bodies are wired for safety and survival, right? So the known, even if it's really shitty, feels safer for a lot of us than the unknown. And it's just that simple fact that, and with this, you're, you're talking about like the survival brain, right? So the survival brain, you know, the, the part of your brain that controls your nervous system, your fight, flight, freeze, or fawn response, also known as a trauma response, that part of your brain doesn't give a crap about your goals or your, your success manifestations, right? Like that part of your brain only knows, am I about to die? Because I, you know, I'm afraid of this, this big predator, which is really like showing up on live video or something. It's just like something's different. Something's different. So I'm going to, this is a predator. Yeah. Right. So, so that part of your brain legit doesn't get that you're not being eaten by a tiger right now when you're building your business. And so, you know, for me, I had such a dysregulated nervous system in the beginning of my healing journey that I did feel like I was going to die if I took that next step, right? Like it can be a very like real visceral body feeling. And what's interesting about the body and this part of your brain is it's below conscious awareness, right? So if you're in the manifestation and the mindset space, you may have heard of the subconscious mind, but this is actually your unconscious mind, right? So it's even deeper than your subconscious mind. And so the way to access it, you can't actually access it from your head. You actually have to go into the body to explore and excavate and see what's going on before you can make a change, you can think it in your mind, but if you don't feel it in your body, the body stays in that fight, flight, freeze, fawn, habitual response. And so, you know, some of that like 
fear of success is so hard to admit to yourself because it's actually not in your brain. It's in your body, right? Like it's the two-year-old version of you that, you know, cried and cried and cried. And mom, you know, didn't hear the baby monitor for, you know, five minutes too long. And then the two-year-old thought that she was, you know, not going to survive and she was going to starve to death. And then finally mom came. But at that point, the two-year-old was already traumatized, right? It's like those types of like early, early, early childhood experiences where you didn't, you didn't have beliefs. You just had your body, right? That can sometimes be the root cause of a lot of our fear of success. And so, you know, a lot of the work is going in and through the body, which is powerful and mysterious and mystical. And (laughs) the body keeps the score truly. And I think that when you can really just know that it's going to come up, I think what really helped me and because it still happens to me all the time, it happened to me on a date earlier this week, all of a sudden, I was on a date and I was really enjoying my connection with this person. And the way that they were looking at me, I could tell that they really liked me too. And it actually put my body in a state of fight or flight where it was like, I couldn't handle knowing that someone liked me and that that was, what was that going to mean? I was going to have to like be more vulnerable. I was going to have to show up more. I was going to have to like keep going with this connection. It's like somehow easier to really stay stuck in these patterns of like hiding, running away, or or just not allowing ourselves to fully go a different direction. And, and so for me, when I notice now, cause I have done work on myself for so many years, I can actually see and feel in my body when it's going into fight or flight, excuse myself, go to the restroom, take a couple of deep breaths, pause, and then really think like, okay, how does your higher self want to handle the situation. And, and so in the case of this date, I actually told them we were wrapping up dinner anyways, and we had plans after that. And I actually said, you know, I'm actually feeling really overwhelmed. Would you mind if we call it for the night? And he was, I think he was just happy that I just owned where I was at and was so understanding. And when I got in the car and drove home, I was just like, yeah, I really need to sit with all the things coming up right now. And in the past, I probably would have bypassed all of that. And continued going on and then something would have happened inevitably. And then, and then you have regrets or or things hand things that were handled a way that you weren't your higher self. And so it's like, when we can really recognize what's coming up in our bodies, we have an opportunity to shift what comes right after that. And, and that can just help us in all the different areas of our life. If you've been listening to my show for a while now, you've heard me talk about my obsession with Cured Nutrition. Cured Nutrition is a premium provider of cannabinoid, functional mushroom, and adaptogen products that are designed to elevate your day and help you feel your best. Their product line features organic and super, super clean ingredients, which is very, very important to me. I don't like putting a lot of junk in my system or overly processed processed items. Their products are all organic, non-GMO, gluten-free, and made in the USA. 
the Serenity Gummies are one of their newer products that I have been obsessed with. I just got my restock order. So happy I had a couple of days without it. And I was definitely missing my daily dose of Calm in the afternoon. The CBD and microdose THC gummies really give you that perfect little bit of Calm in the afternoon or evenings when you're trying to decompress a little bit. What I like about these gummies is that even though they do contain THC, it's such a small amount. You don't feel high at all and you can still get on with your day just feeling a little bit more relaxed, not so spun up from the day's events and work and commitments and all the things on your plate. So highly recommend those. The newest thing that I've been trying in my routine in the morning with my cup of coffee is their Rise Supplement. And they really are that perfect start to the day. They feel really natural. It's just kind kind of like taking your vitamins in the morning. You can take it on an empty stomach. And ever since I've been using them, I find that sometimes in the morning, even with a cup of coffee, it like wasn't enough anymore to get me going. I was feeling like so much in a fog. And I feel like these really help cut through that. So go on over to curednutrition.com, check out their product line, whether it's sleep, gut health, focus, or calmness, Cured has a product for you. Curednutrition.com. And don't forget to use coupon code epiphany at checkout. Yeah. It's that pattern interruption. Yeah. I think, I think sometimes it's really, really hard when a pattern's deeply ingrained and when it's also deeply unconscious, like, and, and what's interesting about business is there's so much that you feel like you do have control over. And then there's also so much you feel like you don't have control over. And so it's like this interesting dance between what you're doing as the human and what you're relying on source or the universe to provide for you. And I think that's where a lot of people can kind of get like stuck or trapped is in the one or the other where they're either, you know, overworking, hustling, burning out, as we said in the beginning, or they're in this space of total surrender to the point where they're not planning and creating the vision and like taking those human, you know, divine masculine action steps that we have to take as business owners. And, you know, once you kind of get stuck in, in that pattern, whichever way you tend to oscillate, whichever way the pendulum swings, so to speak, Sometimes it's hard to see outside of yourself and recognize, oh, I'm actually the one creating this. I'm actually the one impacting this because the pattern is also there as a, as a survival mechanism. And so if you're, if you don't have enough awareness to see beyond the pattern, sometimes it can truly feel like you were helpless or like things can't change or someone needs to come in and rescue you. And I think it's like, knowing the difference, knowing when the signs are coming up in your body to stop what you're doing and noticing when the signs are coming up in your body to keep going regardless, because just kind of accepting that, oh yeah, I'm going to be uncomfortable when I post this on social media, when I share myself um, publicly, when I, when I do whatever this thing is, um, there's a difference. Like, it's like, I don't like, I don't like posting on social media. I always feel very vulnerable. It's very similar to my dating example where I just feel like too seen, too exposed. And 
those anxious feelings still come up. I still get the like, yeah. and the butterflies and all of that. And, and that's the point where I'm like, Tiffany, you felt this way before nothing has happened. Share anyways, and kind of let those like sit with those feelings. They are telling you something. Sometimes I find that once you keep doing that repetitive practice, the feelings either don't maybe fully go away, but they lessen the intensity. Yeah. But it, it can be really hard to distinguish the difference of like when our body is really protecting us and it needs to be, and when it's really protect thinking it's protecting us and it's really not, it's not serving us anymore. Just a, a great example of this in my own business, there have been times where I, you know, pushed through and kept taking action and kept taking action, even though my body was saying, you need to like step back and rest and like, look at some of these emotions you're sweeping under the rug right now. Right. So in that situation, like the conscious mind or the ego mind was like, no, let me keep going. But really what I needed was to sit back and rest. And then on the flip side, there have been times where I've, you know, had the protection mechanism in my ego mind where it's like, no, nurture yourself, rest. And it's really like, no, we got to get some shit done now. (laughs) Yes. So it's definitely, it's taken a lot of practice for me too, to really understand the difference. But I think like, you know, kind of bringing it back to the top of the episode, when you sit with the bigger vision of what you're wanting to create in your business or in your life, and you, you make that part a daily practice and you understand where you're going, then I think that helps you kind of discern, okay, is this protecting me from what I want or is this protecting me from, you know, what I don't want, right? Well, and I know you work with a lot of women entrepreneurs and CEOs. And when we're looking at everyone holds both, but when we're looking at feminine and masculine energies, I know that something that happens to me a lot is trying to decipher, well, which one's in control today? Is it my feminine energy or or is it my masculine energy? And if I lead with my masculine, I can sure as hell get more done, but sometimes I'm bypassing a needed nurture time or check in with myself. Whereas if I'm too in my feminine, I almost never get anything done. A lot of creativity might spark or I might just feel really soothed and that can be really um, nice. But if I'm in that state for too long, then my business actually can't get to the next level or get the growth that it needs. Is there a way in which you work with the energetics of feminine and masculine energies that that both women and men hold? Um, to help them know when to leverage both and when's, when's a good, how's a good way to find a balance? Well, I, I tend to think that daily routine is one of the best things we can implement. And it's kind of like boring and, you know, it's like a success principle we've all heard, but you know, masculine energy, if you ask me, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but, but here, here's the, here's the nuance, right? So I have my daily routine, but it starts feminine, right? So it starts with a nice long morning, drinking my coffee and eating my breakfast. And look, I have an ocean view. I'm in Miami looking out at the ocean and walking my dogs. And I love my sacred mornings, (laughs) as you can tell. Oh yeah. Same here, by the way. Yeah. So I start there and then, you know, I'll typically do a manifestation meditation or at least get into the feelings of what I want. And then I'll go into masculine from there. Then I'll create from that space. Then I'll take action from that space. 
but it doesn't always look that like picture perfect. Right. So like sometimes I, I have my leisurely morning and I do my meditation and then I'm like, Ooh, something does not feel good. I think I need to process this. Right. Or I'll, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll start taking action. And then for me, I have such deep like workaholic patterns that I've been reprogramming and reprogramming over the course of multiple years that sometimes the taking action part can start to trigger that. And so I'll have to like literally like close my laptop, go for a walk, interrupt the pattern, right? Um, I think the biggest thing is routine and awareness, right? Like just simply being aware because it's so easy to kind of just like be the the canoe in the river, like not really doing anything, right? Just kind of like floating down the river, but having the awareness to notice, okay, I actually don't want to go down the right side of this fork in this river. I want to go down the left side and being able to start to redirect where you're sending your energy and where you're going throughout your day is a very underrated, but important skill. Like so, so often we limit ourselves don't manifest what we want, struggle with our our trauma patterns and our ability to achieve success because we're simply not aware. Yeah, we're not aware. And the check-in in the beginning of the day is highly valuable, but sometimes that's the only check-in people give themselves. So it's like having those little check-ins throughout the day. And for me, having a dog is super helpful because I walk my dog in the morning at lunchtime and in the evening. And those are like my baked in check-in points with myself where I'm like, my appointments are scattered in between that. So I know that there are things that I have to get done, but I do have this moment just a couple hours from now where I will be checking in with myself again. And if I need to make some changes or, or become adaptable and and take something off or shift it around, that's the good time when I can like figure that out if that's what's needed. The other thing I always like to do is think about future Tiffany. Like if I were to continue going the path that I have planned to go today, even though I don't feel good when I checked in with myself. What is future? How's future Tiffany going to feel about that? Is she going to be like, I'm so glad you gave yourself the day off. You took the things off your schedule. You canceled your plans or whatever it was so that you could, you know, ground into yourself, give yourself that, that new direction. Or am I going to be beating myself up that evening because I did all that? Cause I canceled plans last minute. I don't like to, I don't like to, um, shift plans at the last minute, particularly if it's with other people involved, because that feels really disrespectful to me. And, and, and having that moment to be like, okay, well, unfortunately I do feel like shit. I do have these appointments. I know future Tiffany will be bummed if she does not keep her plans because she does not like to cancel on other people. Let's make sure that this evening there is time carved out now for her to be able to fall apart and melt down and and like really grieve what's coming up now that maybe I don't have time in my day to deal with, but it does need to be addressed. Yeah. And that that's, you know, such a good point. I think, you know, so often as if you are an entrepreneur listening to this, so often as entrepreneurs, we can kind of get into this this pattern or this this loop of knowing that we get to control our schedule, but not recognizing that we actually can, you know, put things off until later, right? Like I was talking about that workaholic pattern. And sometimes, you know, it's good to recognize that 
you can have times in your day where it's like just business and you focus or just self-care and you focus, and then you can put off some of that processing or some of that stuff that you do need to work through till later. It's just the keeping the commitment to yourself piece. Right. And like, I think that's where so much healing comes through is, you know, if you say, okay, I'm noticing this emotion, I actually can't go into this right now, but I am going to look at this on Saturday when I have extra time and then keeping that commitment. That is huge. Like that alone starts to really repattern your system for deeper self-trust Yes, and allows you to move through maybe some of those triggers and emotions that may be coming up, but without having to like derail your entire week. Yeah. Cause I, I think there can be a, a subtly and where our shadow side of inner work, deep work, trauma excavation, whatever you want to call it, where we can become consumed by it. And it can almost take over our life where we're becoming obsessed with understanding what the fuck happened to us in the past, why it's, you know, impacting us in this current way, how we can heal it and and overcome it and, and reprogram it. And it can really derail us at the same time. I know that I have that has been a huge thing that I've had to, to work on. And so it's like, I think utilizing a little bit of that masculine energy to carve out your, your routine on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, where you can see, make sure you're blocking off time. So that way it's like, you're, you already know that there are dedicated spots in my week and my, um, day, whatever it is for you, where I will be looking at this. But right now, these are the other things that are also important to my higher self that can almost get bypassed if we become so obsessed with the self-healing yeah. work. It's it's crazy how it can go either direction, right? Like you can become consumed, like you said, with the shadow work and the emotional processing, which I definitely have been there too. And also you can become consumed with the positive thinking and the affirmations or overworking or, or not looking at it at all. Right. And, and from this place of not that this is in deep alignment, but I feel like I have to do all of this in order to be worthy or in order to receive what I want. And that was actually like a big thing that has been in my system where it's like repatterning my receiving threshold. like. And maybe you've worked with this as well. But for me, it was like, I had this like obstacle course I would create for myself before I could receive what I wanted to receive in business, right? Like I had to post on social media. I had to whatever, right? Like I had to process something. I had to affirm something. And something that's been really powerful for me is recognizing like, I can just stay in this constant stream of receiving and do the work I need to do for my business, for my clients, for my own personal well-being, but they're not attached, right? And I think sometimes we can get coming from like a corporate mindset, we can get attached to this like what I do makes me money kind of mentality, right? And so what's really been huge for me in my business is relaxing all of that and recognizing that okay, I have links on the internet, people can literally pay me at any moment of any day and nothing I do in this moment directly connects to that outcome. I can do what I need to do and want to do for my business, but that doesn't determine what I can receive or impact what I can receive. The receiving can continue to flow and grow regardless of what I'm doing or not doing. God, I mean, I love the idea of that in theory. I have to say that 
I, I struggle with that still because it's like, that really takes a whole new level of like surrendering and trust and just opening up to the universe to provide. I, I also come from this like corporate background of like, everything's tied to return on investment and really this like heavy masculine energy, of course, which has been successful for so many companies. So it's like really trying to understand what being in receiving mode and our feminine, how that can actually translate to getting the same, if not bigger returns. Like it is hard for my mind to actually not only conceptualize it, but really believe it. And so do you have a way in which you can kind of help your clients believe that new way of dancing. Like I have my website up, I have, you know, the things up. So maybe I can take some of the day-to-day pressure off of this, like grind to show, show up on social media every day or whatever it is, but it's hard to be like, okay, the right people are still going to just magically come to my website and find me. Like, how do you, how do you help people really relax into that receiving mode? I think there's several components I think the biggest one is look at your relationship with your higher power, whatever that might be. For me, I had a big, like big shadow with my higher power for a really long time. I felt betrayed. I felt abandoned. So I had to really heal that relationship first. And as that started to stabilize and I started to trust and surrender more, then it just became opening up my awareness to be available to it, which for me, it's like, the way I used to operate, I'll show the contrast, right? So the way I used to operate in my business, I would wake up, I would do my, my masculine work, right? Like I would get the stuff done. And then at the end of the workday, it's like, I would, I would like relax and like take a breath and be like, okay, I did my part. And then, I, and then I would like open up to receive from that space. And then I would, you know, have dinner with my husband, do whatever I do in the evenings. Right. So now what I do, instead of kind of like being in this state where like my body is contracted and I'm like rushing to get things done because if I don't get them done, then I can't receive. I just check my body. It's really like a body scan. And I'm like, before I start work, I ask my body, okay, am I open to receive something in this moment? And if I'm really contracted for me, it's, it's always like, I feel it like in my stomach and sometimes in my chest. And sometimes in my shoulders, it kind of depend, depends on what part is being activated, right? So if I feel like a lot of tension in my body, then I force myself to take those deep breaths. And then I'll even just visualize like getting one Stripe payment or like one PayPal payment. And I'll like feel it come in, right? Oh, I love that. Yes. And, and maybe I'll sit with that for like a couple minutes until it feels like it's kind of like flowing in my body, like energetically. And then I'll start my work, right? Instead of like putting all this pressure on the work I'm doing before I can like relax into that receiving mode. It's like staying in that relaxed state, even like priming my system so that I'm in receiving mode as I create, which everything has energy, right? So like if you're in that receiving mode, as you write an email to your email list, they feel that receptive energy and it's so magnetic, right? Like they're like leaning closer to their phone, right? Or they're pressing the buy button, right? So there's the energy is, is read from the email, from the social media, from the podcast you're creating and people can feel that, right? So taking that extra moment to, I call it prime your system 
to get yourself into that state of being open and receptive before you even create a damn thing. Now, everything you're creating is so much more potent. I love this. This is actually helping me right now because I mean, I know these things a lot of times, but I still get caught in, you know, this morning I woke up and I was already running late and had these things I needed to get done before I can, you know, receive. And it's like, when we are grinding ourselves like that, the content we're putting out anyways, or whatever it is that we're creating it's not feeling authentic to the receiver either. Like they're noticing the energetic difference. And it's so important to remember that. And that doesn't mean that you have to spend all morning in this like dream state, um, trying to check in with yourself and, and, and shift things. It can just be a simple three to five minute scan, deep breaths. I like yoga. So like I'll do some like yoga stretches, I noticed that my shoulders are like hunched over and like, just like pushing them back, like putting my shoulders down. It's like the little tiny shifts we can make, we might then open up or find new energies that seemingly were inactivated beforehand, where we can then get into a better flow state and, or accept that, okay, I could for a couple of minutes. And then now we're right back here in this like state of distress. Okay. Maybe this is an indication that I should shift my schedule around if I'm able to, and like tackle this other thing that I know I can do pretty easily first and then come back to this. It's like, so it's really, I think goes back to the body awareness and the self-trust and, and really just kind of that, that, um, regular check-ins where, where you do have the opportunity to kind of, reshift the landscape happening and, um, get help, get your body into receiving mode and into a flow state so that the people are going to be able to better receive and resonate with what you're putting out there and how you're sharing your heart. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it can be 30 seconds before you write an email, 30 seconds before you write a post, you know, 60 seconds before you open your, your Stripe account to check your sales, right? Like, cause here's something that I found was really interesting with my own journey. This was specifically with social media, right? So I, I do a lot of my business. I sign a lot of my clients from social media, specifically Instagram. And I noticed myself, this was several months back. I noticed myself opening Instagram with dread. Oh <laughs> like, yeah. Like I was opening this app, like expecting the worst. (laughs) Well, Instagram is like such a freaking wild ride right now too. There's, we're just inundated with so much content. If you're a highly sensitive person or, or just in tune in general with social media, when you open the app, it can feel very jarring, no matter what you're trying to do on there, consume or create. And so I was, and I like caught myself doing it and I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, okay, I make all my sales on this app and I'm opening this app with a feeling of dread, which means I already expect that no sales are going to be there waiting for me when I open this app. So I had to like break up with Instagram for a while <laughs> and, I love and like that. repattern that. And now what I do, and I, I try to be very conscious of it. I don't always get it because you know the phone is addictive and sometimes we fall into the pattern. But I try to take that moment before I open any income stream, let's say, whether it's Instagram, whether it's my Stripe account, whether it's my, you know, Kajabi account, I have online courses before I open any income stream, 
I check my feels and I'm like, okay, what energy are we bringing to this? Are we bringing dread? Are we bringing betrayal? Are we bringing anger? Right? Like let's, let's sit with that. Let's move through that quickly and let's get to the space of gratitude or excitement, right? Like excitement for what could be there. And you know, every time you open an app, you're not always going to see new sales, but if you start to, again, prime your system so that you're going into it with the excitement for the possibilities over the course of days, weeks, months, yeah, eventually you will start to see sales every day, right? Eventually you actually will get excited for what you see no matter what, right? Because you're creating that pattern in your body and in your nervous system. And then you're also you know, using the power of manifestation because you're showing up to that experience excited or open to possibilities, which means the universe gets to create that for you. But if you're showing up to the experience from this place of like dread or whatever, like some of these negative emotions that are really easy to come online in business when you're in the grind, then you're creating that reality over and over again. Yeah. I mean, the universe isn't going to be like, oh, this person hates Instagram. I'm going to give them some Instagram sales. Like they're going to be like, no, they hate Instagram. I'm going to keep them to, I'm going to keep them out of Instagram. So it's like, we're, we're really receiving what we're putting out there, what we're feeling, what we're getting. The mindset shift is huge. And so I think, you know, I still really struggle with my relationship with social media. So I love that we're talking about this because I'm going to start taking your tips here because I think that just that 30 second reframing. Okay. I'm thankful that I have some content that I want to share on social media. And I'm optimistic that at least one person is going to find my, whatever I'm sharing resonant. That's like a whole different energy than like, Oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing on here. I don't want to post. I don't know what I'm bringing to the table. That is two completely different ways that the universe can work with your energy. And so if you're showing up day after day with this like gratitude, just optimism that it's helping someone. And even if it's just one person, then the universe might like get, throw you a little bone and be like, well, here's like a comment from someone telling you that it resonated, or here's an email that you got because you showed up in this way. And so we really are getting mirrored in our own experiences, no matter what it is. Social media is a great example of like, the way in which our mindset and our bodies are showing up to interact with these tools. Totally. And I I think it's, it's so interesting because, you know, a lot of times we bring through strategy, right? And strategy of course is important, but I think sometimes we, when we're in like a very masculine business tactic, like social media, which is a very masculine tactic, right? It requires a lot of doing. It requires, you know, a lot of effort, right? So when that is the thing that we're looking at, we sometimes forget that the energy we're bringing to the thing still has an impact, right? Because we get so kind of like focused on how to hack the algorithm or what hashtags to use, right? That we lose sight of the bigger picture, which is this is an energetic universe, right? Like our energy does matter. And I just love to bring that up for people because I know for me, when I started to shift that, I did start to get like DMs and, you know, more sales and more things where it was like, oh, all I had to do was not hate the app that makes me money. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my God. Totally. I mean, I've noticed the days where I post something and I, I don't want to post it and I post it anyways. Cause I feel like I quote unquote have to those posts never perform well. The posts where I cannot wait to share. I'm so excited. I'm feeling just so much creativity or gratitude in my heart. I share it, or I'm feeling hopeful at least about it those get really high engagement. Like the difference between just no, you kind of already know, but it's like when we force ourselves and we push through and we do the thing anyways, even when it doesn't feel like that's the time when it's like, don't post at that time. Like come back yeah. when maybe you'll want to post it later. Maybe it needs to be reworked. It's something is telling you something. The energy is signaling something either way. And if you if you don't pay attention to that, you will get the results of whatever that energy state is that you're bringing in. Even if you're not aware, it really does make an impact on how it's being received and then interacted with. All of that energy is loaded up into the words behind the words and the the content behind the content and 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 just who we are and how we're showing up in general. And I think like something that really started to kind of wake me up, I guess, to this because I'm such a great action taker. I can take action all day long, (laughs) right? Like, let's be real. I'm an entrepreneur, but I just started to recognize, oh, it's actually a waste of my time. If I'm coming at this with dread, like there's this action actually is a waste of my time. It's going to hurt me more than it's going to help me. So I might, I may as well not do it. Like I may as well just remove myself and then come back to it with a new energy. And, you know, before I used to really fear that if, I didn't, you know, post or whatever if I didn't take the action that I had this perception of the action led to the money, right? So I had this fear if I didn't take the action then the money couldn't come, right? But I just started to recognize it's bigger than that and it's actually a waste of my time and harmful to my money if I take action from this space, so I may as well not do it and come back to it later. I love it. I mean, it it is seems scary to do that because it seems like, oh, I might be leaving money on the table or an opportunity or... Which is such a common thing in the social media space that like programs you to believe, right? Oh, yeah. Sorry to interrupt. I just had to point no, that out. I mean, I, I <laughs> fully agree. And I think the ways that we're programmed to interact with these apps and use them on a regular basis is part of the problem here. But, you know, if, if we can bypass all of that, if you're, if you're, if you're strong enough in your mental and emotional state where you can see what's happening and stop it and, and, and really take that pause. I mean, building up that resilience of mental fitness is what, um, one of my previous guests, Mark Champagne has talked a lot about, which is very similar to this practice of like, you know, pausing, reflecting what's coming up. Does this thing need to still go the way it's, it's supposed to be going or can I put a pause on it for a minute and, and really check in with myself because, you know, it's really pointless to do something when we're not fully aligned, but it can feel, um, scary to listen to that little kind of inner knowing or or gut pull that we're, that's coming up because of the opposite programming that we do receive and in all the ways. I, I really love everything that we've talked about today and and all of the tips that you've shared. It's like it's actually helping re-engage me with some of the areas I've been getting stuck in in my own way. So I'm I'm really feeling so much gratitude towards you and for your time and and for everything that you've kind of brought to the table here with all of your insights around this. I think even if you're not an entrepreneur, 
um, or small business owner, this applies to your career, your life in general. And I just have so much to noodle on now. So thank you so much, Kristen, for coming on. Where can people find you if they want to learn more about you? Do you have any uh, programs coming up that you'd like to talk about or share with my listeners? Absolutely. First of all, just thank you, Tiffany, for having me. It's been so lovely to speak with you and to share with your audience. You can find me at kristencipriano.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N-C-I-P-R-I-A-N-O.com. I'll put (laughs) a link in the show notes just to be sure. (laughs) Those challenging names. (laughs) And then my my Instagram handle is kristen.cipriano. And actually, I I did put together a special offer for your audience. We didn't touch a whole lot on money trauma, but you know, just like I spoke about how I used to open up Instagram with this feeling of dread, I had that same thing with my bank account, right? Like I would open up my bank account with this feeling of dread, and of course, what was I creating there? Something to dread, right? So (laughs) true. And it was. It took me a long time to actually like face some of that. So I have this money trauma virtual retreat that I did in 2021 on my website. I charged $333 for it. But with offer code Tiffany, you can get it for $33. So 90% off. What? Oh my, I'm getting this immediately. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, money blocks are such a thing and it does impact our business, but also just like our life in general. Money blocks are huge. That, That sounds amazing. So this, uh, you can access this offer at moneytraumacourse.com and then just use offer code Tiffany, Tiffany. for the $300 off, 90% off. Um, wow. And, what yeah, a gift. And, my birthday's next week. I feel like this is my early birthday gift. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's it's fun. It's It's got like some breath work, some of the somatic stuff that we talked about on the show today to just kind of like open up that door to look at your money situation. So if that's something that your audience feels called to look at, moneytraumacourse.com. Thank you, Kristen. That's so generous. And what a lovely surprise. Thank you for for putting that together for everyone. Um, I think that's going to be fabulous. So I will link everything in the show notes. Thank you again, Kristen, for your time, for coming on. And I'll catch you all on the next episode. Thank you. Bye. Bye. 